0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Tech Talk. My name is Nick Ellis. I am the PC Computer Guy serving in the Indianapolis area. My phone number, 317-883-7224, 317-883-PCCG. Website, www.pccomputerguy.com, where you can find this and many other tech tips. Today, we're going to be talking about how to expand your wireless coverage. In today's world, most routers that you purchase can cover everything in your house just fine without having to get very expensive or fancy routers. But some houses are just very big, or there's a lot of other circumstances that dictate how good your wireless signal is going to be, such as the materials that your home is constructed with, or even the earth that it sits on top of, the materials that are in the earth, um, how close you are to transmitters around you, possibly if you have power lines near you, etc., etc. There are thousands of different factors that affect wireless. Wireless is more of an art than it is a science, so you have to try different things in order to get them to work well, and sometimes it's extremely difficult to do that. However, today there are um, a lot of technologies and things that can optimize your wireless signal and perhaps get you better wireless signal throughout your house. But before we talk about that, I wanna explain the difference between uh, the signal quality and the signal strength. Maybe you've heard at some point on TV or just somewhere, somebody say, I'm receiving you five by five but that five by five means the first one is the signal strength the other one is the signal quality. The same thing is kind of true for most computers, uh, especially Windows operating systems. So I wanna point out how to better read the bars that are in the bottom uh, right of your wireless signal in the bottom right of your computer. If you have four bars and it's receiving at 48, that is better than five bars receiving at 11. The first, the the bars indicate the signal strength, but they don't indicate the signal clarity or the, uh, the quality of the link speed. So the speed that the wireless can connect at will change depending on how good the quality of the signal is. So just to repeat you have two factors. One, the bars that are down there that you see in Windows and in most operating systems. Um, And then the second is the link speed itself. And you can get that in Windows by right-clicking on it, doing status, and then um, uh, you can see where it shows the link speed there. So if you have five bars and it's connecting at 11 megabit, that's a pretty bad signal. Whereas if you have two bars and it's connecting at 48 megabit or something, that's a better signal to have. So there's a difference between the how loud the signal is being received, the amplitude of the signal, and the quality of the signal. You need to have both in decent ranges. More importantly for me is the link speed rather than the um, amplitude of it. But both are important factors. So now that we understand that, we can talk about some of the ways to improve it but you need to know that first so that you know what your tweaks are actually even doing because you might see that the link speed increases by doing these tweaks, but the signal strength remains about the same. So the first thing that we want to focus on and by far the most important part is get a good router. If you have a cheap router or um, a router with internal antennas, it might be difficult to get good wireless signal. So focusing on the router itself is the most important thing. By getting a good router with detachable antennas you can get um, uh, you can replace those antennas with better antennas. The antennas themselves are one of the key factors. I mean, technology can only do so much. In the end, what everything boils down to, there's certain laws of physics that you just need. Um, this is why radio stations have big, giant antennas that reach way high up into the sky. Um, so there's just physical limitations that you have to deal with, and one of those that you can have a lot of control over is the antennas themselves. Um, when you receive your router... The ones with external antennas, uh, the antennas are rated in what DBI, how much signal they can, um, receive, how, how, um, how well they can listen to the stuff around them. So it's like the higher the DBI, the better the hearing capacity of the antenna. So if, uh, if a router has a three DBI antenna, that's not quite as good as a five DBI antenna and a nine DBI antenna is even better. So the higher the DBI, the more likely the router is to reach, uh, further away, um, I like the external, uh, replaceable antennas because you can unscrew them and just screw on new antennas to it. Some routers have external antennas without the replaceable antennas that you can't unscrew. So that's why we're making a point. Make sure that it has detachable antennas. You can even get directional antennas, which sometimes will help you av- a whole lot in certain situations, um, to get the signal where you want it to go. The directional antenna will give you a higher amplitude in a certain direction, whereas omnidirectional antennas will pick up things kind of all around. So... Good router with detachable antennas is very important. It's also good to look for routers that are dual band. What dual band means is that the routers transmit both at 2.4 and 5 gigahertz. Now, the manufacturers claim that this gives you better speed, and it may theoretically do that if your device supports dual band, the receiving device, the device on the other end, but that's really not so much what we're concerned about, because almost always you're limited by your cable modem or your um, U-verse or DSL, so that's usually not where the speed is being uh, hindered. Um, But the dual band will allow things to penetrate much further, and don't be Don't be tricked into thinking that because 5 gigahertz is a higher number than 2.4, that it'll work better. It's actually not true. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. The lower the frequency, the better things can penetrate. However, there's... um Lots of different factors, reflection, how things bounce off of things, and then 5 gigahertz might penetrate certain things better than the 2.4 gigahertz band, so just don't think that one is better than the other, but by having two of them, you can reach further because it might be able to pick up the 5 gigahertz band better in certain areas of the house on the 2.4 gigahertz band better in other areas of the house. So dual-band routers go a long, long way in giving you good wireless signal. So detachable antennas and dual-band routers, these are the two probably most important things to getting good wireless signal throughout your house. Um, the next thing is uh, don't put your router next to your cordless phone's base station. The cord- Most cordless phones use 2.4 gigahertz. What that means is that the router and the phone, because they're so close in frequency, can create a lot of confusion with each other. I've had certain situations where the internet would just drop dead anytime the phone was used. And so the solution to that was moving the router much further away. I would say at least six feet away. Um, and ideally much more if possible from the cordless phone base station. Um, the, probably the, Maybe the most important thing, if if not tied with the dual band and uh, detachable antennas, is placing the router in a good high central location in your house. Now, when I say high, I mean get it as high as you can practically. Um, you don't need to go into your attic or anything necessarily, although if you wanted to do that, you'd get better signal, but for practical purposes, as high as possible. So... Don't have it on the floor. That's about the worst place that you can have your router. Have it at least at desk level. And ideally, if you have like a bookshelf or something, the higher you put it, the better it's going to be. Um, Central in the house because the signal propagates in an omnidirectional pattern. It, It goes evenly out from the router. So if you have it on one side of the house, that means that you're only getting half of the signal going one way. The other half is going to the neighbor's house. So you're kind of wasting the second part of the signal, the other half of the signal. So high and central to the house is key. Again, antennas for transmitters, such as TV stations and stuff are very high up in the sky. And there's a reason why they do that. The, the earth can absorb a lot of the radio signal that is coming out of your router and kind of kill it and make it sound or make it, uh, not sound, but, uh, uh, a much weaker signal. So the higher off the ground that you get the router, the better it is. Central in the house is also critically important. And if you want to get into the more advanced stuff, just talking about routers themselves, then you can log into your router and you can disable wireless B support. The wireless B technology, if anything connects at wireless B, it can actually hinder the the newer technologies and the better features that are um, available in the routers. And so it can kind of dumb it down and, uh, have negative impact on the performance of it. So that's a little bit harder to do, but uh, if you know how to do that, disabling wireless B will help with that. If the router alone isn't enough to accomplish what you need to do, then there are other options. However, you should only consider these options after You have done everything that you can with the router, such as placing it in a high central location in your house and um, getting a good router with dual bands. Oh, one other thing with the routers. Um, Wireless routers come out in generations. B was the oldest, then G, then N, and now there's a new one that's AC. AC routers are amazing. I have used AC routers several times in situations where the house just did not get wireless signal um, that worked very well in the wireless AC standard even if the device on the other end of it wasn't wireless AC, seemed to work much better. You'll pay more money for these wireless AC routers because they're the newest and latest and greatest in technology, but they do an excellent job. I have been very impressed with the reach of wireless AC routers. I personally like Asus routers. My favorite is the Asus uh, AC1750 router. I've had very, very good results with that. So, wireless AC is good. Wireless N is also good. Um, If it's G or earlier, you probably want to replace your router if you're having issues. If you're not having issues, then just keep using what you're using. So, what are these alternatives that we're talking about if everything else does not work? Well, you have something called the wireless access point. Wireless access point is basically an extension of the wireless through a wired connection. This is what most businesses use when they set up wireless. So, if you take a... um, a cord and run it from your router to a destination, say, 100 feet away or 200 feet away or something, and then you connect a box to it that is called an access point, all that access point does is send and receive the wireless signals, and then it puts it back in the wire and sends it back to the router. It doesn't do any processing of it. It just takes the wireless and puts it in the wire and sends it to the router and vice versa. So that's what an access point is. So that means that you need to run a wire to other parts of the house and then connect this access point to those other parts. Sometimes that's easy to do. Sometimes it's not so easy to do. It just depends on the situation. Um, it's going to be the most reliable solution, which is why, again, businesses use it, because they need reliability. It's going to work well and, and do its job. However, um, if you can't do that, then you might employ another technology to help get that wired connection over to that wireless access point, and that's Ethernet over power devices. What these devices are is, um, and you can buy them for around fifty bucks or something, is devices where you plug them into your wall's electrical power, and then they have an Ethernet wire that comes out of them. You'll need two of them, and one of those Ethernet wires on one side goes into the router, and then on the other side of the house, you plug it into the wire, uh, to your electrical outlet, and then it has a wire coming out, and you plug it into your access point. What it's actually doing is it's converting the Ethernet signal, the data, into the house electrical wire, transmitting it through the house electrical wire, and receiving it on the other end, and turning it back into the normal signal. This device sometimes works well, and sometimes doesn't. It's hit or miss, and so the only way you're going to know is if you try it. Um, it depends on how the how far it has to run through the electrical wiring, what the how things are set up in the fuse panel, what kind of... Uh, devices are emitting RF noise around the house, etc., etc. So I would say that I have about um, a sixty percent success rate with those. So you can use those if you absolutely cannot run a wire. And what that does is it uses again the house electrical wiring to be that wire to connect to that access point. So the access point, the wireless access point, needs some kind of physical link that goes back to the router. So that's one of the alternatives. That's the that's the preferred way if you can do it that way. However, if you can't. The other solution is the repeater. Now, almost everybody knows what a repeater is, but just to to be clear, the repeater will transmit and receive... It it does the same thing as the wireless access point, but without that physical connection. So the repeater will receive wireless signals from the router and then retransmit them itself and vice versa. It acts as kind of like a go-between between the two devices. Repeaters, I find are they tend to be a little bit more complicated to set up they're most often not set up right whenever I go to people's houses so they don't get them set up right and so they're not working the way that people think that they should work and are just tend to be a little bit more unreliable if you ask me to to get the best use out of a repeater you want to make sure that you split the difference between where you're trying to go and where your router is so if your router is at point a and then you want to get to point C, that's 200 feet away. Ideally, your repeater should be around 100 feet or so in between the two. You set up the repeater, and like I said, it transmits and receives the wireless signals coming from the router. What it actually does is it kind of acts like another router. So it receives the wireless signal, and then it retransmits it on its own Um channel or network or it's kind of like an entirely different router as far as the device is concerned you can set it up with the same what's called ssid or router name and uh, sometimes that works well sometimes it doesn't sometimes you set it up with a different ssid so when you're in one part of the house you connect to my home network and when you're in the other part of the house you might connect to my home network ext or extender or something so it actually kind of appears as a different device so that's what a repeater does um and like i said not my favorite i option sometimes it is necessary to do but you should only do that after you've looked at the router first and seeing if you can have a wireless access point you're probably going to need to reset devices more frequently with that kind of setup but if that's what you have to do then go for it um asus uh again i've had a lot of success with using asus routers as repeaters um a lot of the asus routers the configuration allow you to set them either as a router or repeater or an access point which is another reason why i like them the device can do all three options so if you set it up as a repeater through the um, configurations then i've had some success with that more than other devices again external antennas for the repeater is also important so that it can pick up the signal from the router and retransmit it well so um, external antennas again is the key for that kind of stuff and also actually for the access point so in conclusion The focus is on your router. Make sure that you have a good router. Make sure that the router is set up properly and is in a good location and has good antennas. If it doesn't have good antennas and you have replaceable antennas, the first thing that I would do is try to replace your... You can find 7 or 9 dBi antennas from Amazon or eBay for pretty inexpensive. If you have a dual-band router, you want to make sure that those antennas are for dual-band because there's a difference between the 2.4 and the 5 gigahertz. So, uh, but you can find them for less than 30 and possibly even like 15 bucks or something like that. And that will go a long way in and of itself. So focus on the router first, get it set up in a good spot, get good antennas on it if it doesn't have good antennas on it, and uh, then go from there. If that doesn't work, consider the wireless access point if you can run a wire. Um, if not, you might use the ethernet over power devices, try those out and see how they work. And if that doesn't work, then I go with the repeaters. Now. Every situation is a little bit different, so whether I use a repeater or a wireless access point depends on the situation, but again, only do that after you've checked out your router, possibly even upgraded and replaced your router with a wireless AC router and uh, got good antennas set up on it, set up in a high central location. So these should be some pretty good tips that helps you uh, expand the wireless coverage in your house. Um, sometimes you can't move the modem, one last thought. Sometimes you can't move the location of it because uh, it was installed in the basement by your cable company. Well, it might, be, it might behoove you to have the cable company relocate the modem up into the top floor of the house central uh, to everything. It means that you'll have to spend a little bit of money to have the cable company come out and relocate things, but it'll just do a much, much better job. Remember, your router is the epicenter of all the data communication in and out of your house. So your Netflix, your your tablets that connect to the wireless, your kids surfing on the internet, Facebook, email, etc., is all coming to and going from this router. So it's important to make sure that we we set up the router appropriately so that it can handle everything in a good reliable fashion. So it might require a phone call to the cable company or phone company to relocate the DSL so that it's in a better spot in the house. So that pretty much wraps it up for this episode of Tech Talk. Again, my name is Nick Ellis. I am the PC computer guy. Sorry for speaking a little bit quickly in this episode, but I know we had a lot of material to cover. Um, You can find this and many other tech tips, again, on my website, www.pccomputerguy.com. If you need help and you're in the local Indianapolis area with this or any other issues, you can give us a call. Our number is 317-883-PCCG. That's 883-7224. And even if you're not in the Indianapolis area, if you need help with many issues, we can do remote access support to help you get your computer running well. Until next time, thanks for listening.